Hi, it's Richard from the Story Walk Podcast. The Story Walk Podcast is composed of real stories that I make up while I am out hiking, snowshoeing, skiing, and backpacking with my children. You may notice background noise during the podcast due to the real nature of recording these stories in the outdoors. Now, on to today's story. Believe it or not, our last recording failed partway through the story. And so this is part two of Booger McFarland becomes an astronaut. When we left Booger, he was just on the spaceship realizing from Elizabeth Stinkwell, the person in charge of all the space flights, that he was actually going to go into space. And she just gave him one piece of information. Do not, under any circumstances, touch the return to Earth button. Booger was wondering what would happen next when two other astronauts came on. The first astronaut had an enormous head of hair, shiny white teeth, and his name was Chet. Well, hi there, I'm Chet. I'm the lead astronaut. He was very proud of himself and looked around. Following Chet was another astronaut. Hello, she said. My name is Donna. I'm in charge of this mission. Booger looked at Chet. I thought Chet was the lead astronaut. Yes, he is. He's the lead astronaut, but I am in charge of this spacecraft. Booger was confused, but he just smiled. Donna went on. Now, Mr. McFarland, we're glad you're here. During the next 77 days, we're going to be doing tests on your respiratory and circulatory systems. We're going to put you out of the spacecraft for days on end and see how your body copes. I hope that sounds okay. Booger hadn't been listening. He was thinking about Chet's big white teeth and how they looked like pieces of chewing gum. He said, Harden? Donna went on again. As I said, for the next 77 days, we will go into space and do tests on your respiratory and circulatory system. Booger's mouth opened. 77 days? I'm a busy man. I can't leave for 77 days. It's cubic zirconia week next week. I gotta be back to buy my jewels. Donna and Chet just looked at him. Uh, Mr. McFarland, this is a very prestigious job you have. Out of the entire world, the space agency has chosen you. I can't believe you're upset. Booger thought for a moment and realized this wasn't too bad. Anyways, he seems to remember director Elizabeth Stinkwell saying, all the food was free. This was going to save him a lot of money on hot dogs, ketchup, and hot dog buns. Booger went to their astronauts. Is it time to eat yet? They laughed. We haven't even taken off. Come on, Mr. McFarland. Obviously, we've got to get into space first. Booger smiled. 
not realizing they weren't in space. Over the next 30 minutes, they strapped Booger to a chair. He was strapped so tight, he couldn't move his arms or his legs. His head was strapped in. He even had a little mouth guard in, which he hadn't used since he played competitive rugby. What's happening? Booger kept shouting, but nobody knew what he was saying because of his mouth guard. Finally, the hatch to the spaceship closed. Booger looked around. The lights dimmed. On the main monitor, the countdown began. Ten, nine, eight. Booger kept looking. Woo, 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 woo. Booger yelled, but the astronauts were staring at the screen. What Booger was asking was, what are we counting down to? For Booger didn't really understand how space worked. He thought he was on a bus, not understanding why he was lying with his feet pointed in the air. When the number got down to three, he started to feel like something was happening to the spaceship. When it got to zero, he felt like the spaceship was going to explode. It started to rock and rattle. There was all this smoke outside the little window. And then little by bit, he felt like he was moving up. He shouted, but no one could even hear him. It was so loud. What he had said was, what is happening here? But a few seconds later, Booger realized a spaceship was nothing like a bus. A bus went on roads and you could watch movies and eat food. There was even a toilet in the back. A spaceship you were t strapped in so tight you could barely move. And it went fast, very, very, very fast, straight up in the air. <laughs> Booger shouted. The other two astronauts looked over. Booger looked at them and yelled, <laughs> They touched their ears and made the sign like they didn't understand him. Booger was yelling, are we going to hit the sun? For he was worried that the spaceship was going to fly directly into the sun. As the spaceship got higher, it got faster. Booger felt like his whole body was being squished against his seat. His brain started to hurt. His stomach felt weird. And quite soon after that, he lost consciousness. He passed out. When he awoke, it was dark outside. The other two astronauts, Chet and Donna, were outside of their seats and they were doing work in the spaceship. At first, Booger said, <laughs> Trip leader Donna came over. She said, open your mouth. He opened his mouth and she removed his mouth guard. Booger said, something weird is going on here. Yes, Mr. McFarland, Donna said. You passed out as we accelerated away from Earth. How are you feeling now? Your vital signs look normal. Booger looked at her. I feel a bit funny, but something as weird is here, he said. He looked at Chet 
Chet floated by into another part of the spaceship. And then Booger realized, Hey, he floated by! Donna looked at him. Of course he did, Mr. McFarland. We're in space. There is no gravity. Booger looked. Why would there be any gravity? We don't have a roast beef here. What? Yeah, I always have, I always have gravity on my roast beef and taters. She looked at him. Is that a joke, Mr. McFarland? <laughs> Very funny, but I don't think anyone in this world is dumb enough to confuse gravy and gravity. Booger looked at her. Gravy? Gravity? For Booger McFarland was dumb enough to confuse those two things. Donna, the trip leader, undid the buckles that kept Booger locked into his seat. And as soon as the last buckle was undone, he started floating himself. He realized almost immediately that he was hungry. Even though he didn't like gravy, the talk about food had made him hungry. Well, how about we get some food? Booger said. Donna looked at him. Well, that's exactly where Chet is. He's making our first day's dinner. He hasn't started yet. What would you like? Booger looked at her, smiled like there was even a question. Well, of course I want hot dogs. Donna smiled. Yes, we heard you liked hot dogs. As a special treat, we brought hot dogs for the first night. Booger looked at Donna. Special treat? First night? When, when are hot dogs a special treat? Donna clicked a button on her watch. Chet, this is Donna. Mr. McFarland does want the hot dogs, so let's cook them all. Booger's pained expression and turned into an enormous smile. He started to visualize 77 dinners worth of hot dogs all being cooked. How am I going to eat 77 days worth of hot dogs at one meal? But he wasn't upset. He was excited about the chance to put his hot dog eating to the test. Booger looked out the little window, as well as at all the buttons and gauges. He saw the big red button that had a protective plastic cover on the outside. Chet came in with eight hot dogs. He noticed that Booger was looking at the big red button and Chet said, Remember, do not press that red button. That red button takes us directly back to Earth and cancels our entire mission. Booger looked at Chet, once again marveling how white his teeth were. They looked like chiclets, those little tablets of gum. Booger started to chew, imagining he had gum in his mouth. Chet put the eight hot dogs down. Booger took the plate and immediately took a hot dog in each hand. In about 10 seconds, he'd eaten one and 10 seconds more he'd eaten the other. He had both hot dogs down and he had two more. He was hungry. When Booger went to reach his next two, Chet yelled, Hey buddy, those hot dogs are for all three of us. I get two, you get three. 
And Donna gets three. Eight total. Booger looked at Chet and started howling with laughter. <laughs> As if, said Booger. Three hot dogs? That's not enough. Three hot dogs wouldn't feed a little baby. Donna looked at him. You shouldn't be feeding babies hot dogs. Booger started laughing even more. Don't feed babies hot dogs. What do babies eat then? Chet and Donna didn't know what to do. They were realizing Booger was a bit of a strange character. Um, Mr. McFarland, babies eat milk. They are not supposed to eat hot dogs. Booger looked at him. I don't care what babies are eating or not eating. I just know I need some more hot dogs. I'm hungry. This is like a a taste, an amuse-bouche. An amuse-bouche, said Chet. Yes, I learned when I was in Paris that an amuse-bouche is French for mouth amusement. It's what you have before a, a dinner. It gets your taste buds ready. Those two hot dogs did nothing more for me than get my taste buds ready. Chet and Donald looked at him. There's no more hot dogs, Mr. McFarland, Chet said. Then Donna said, Not only that, Mr. McFarland, there's no more food for tonight. I gotta tell you, on these spaceships, we don't eat very much food. Booger looked. When's the next meal then? When can I get my next batch of hot dogs? Donna looked at him. We were serious, Mr. McFarland. The hot dogs were a special treat for our first dinner, but they take up too much space and way too much. All of their meals are dehydrated food, lentils, chickpeas, beans, all with dehydrated rice and dehydrated spice. Booger couldn't believe what he's hearing. No more hot dogs? No, of course not, said Donna. Tears came into Booger's eyes as he pleaded with Chet. What about, what about hot dog buns? Do we have more hot dog buns? Chet looked at Booger, realizing he was very upset. Chet said, I'm afraid there's no more hot dog buns. Booger cried out. What about ketchup? Donna and Chet said, no. There's no more ketchup. Booger was distraught. He couldn't believe what was going on. He buried his head in his hands and started crying. Chet and Donna went to clear up the dishes, wondering what was going on with this weird astronaut that they had just met that day whose name was Booger. When they left, Booger started to think, what am I gonna do? I've had two hot dogs. I won't have any more for 77 days. I think that's longer than a year. Booger cried to himself. I think it's three years. I won't have a hot dog for three years. You see, Booger wasn't great at math or calendars. He didn't realize there were 365 days in a year, but that didn't matter 
the longest booger had ever gone without a hot dog was exactly one day. He would not be able to go 77 days without a hot dog. He looked around the tiny spaceship. The other room had a kitchen that was really just a microwave, a toilet, and some beds. And some very strange beds they were. For the beds were not like normal beds. The beds were merely some straps that you'd wrap around your body so you wouldn't float away. Booger realized he was not prepared to spend 77 days in this spaceship. He was wondering what to do when through his tear-filled eyes he saw a big red button. And then Booger had an idea. An idea that for Booger was one of his best ideas. But for most people would be a terrible idea. Booger pushed off his chair and floated towards the big red button. He lifted up the protective case. He pulled his arm back and he started to move it forward. He didn't know why, but he was moving in slow motion himself. As he was about to push the button, he heard the scream. Burger, no! Chet yelled. Chet quickly pushed himself off the door handle towards Booger. Booger continued in his slow motion hand towards the red button. Chet hit Booger and knocked his hand right into the red button. When he hit the button, all of the lights in the spaceship started flashing. And over the intercom came the fateful words. Emergency button press returning to Earth. All of a sudden, Booger started to hear a flicking. Click, 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 click. And he realized the turn signal was on the spaceship. Soon, the spaceship did a big left-hand turn, also known as a U-turn, and was pointed directly back at Earth, rushing in to the space shuttle room was Donna. What have you done, Mr. McFarland? Do you know what it costs to get a spaceship into space? And you're sending us back? What's going on? But as she said that, another light came on. Warning, oxygen system defective. Only oxygen for the next 11 minutes. Mimi, Mimi. Returning to Earth. We will be landing in 10 minutes, 50 seconds. Mimi, Mimi. Warning, oxygen depleted. Please return to Earth. Elizabeth and Chet couldn't believe what they were hearing. Somehow the oxygen system had gotten damaged during takeoff. And they only had enough oxygen. For 10 seconds after they landed on Earth, Donna looked at Booger. How did you know the oxygen system was damaged? Booger looked at her. Oxygen, he said. Chet said, how did you learn to anticipate that the spaceship had suffered a critical injury? Booger looked at Chet. Critical? Injury? 
Chet and Donna start to talk animatedly. And they quickly decided Booger must in fact be a genius. For he had realized the spaceship was damaged and they would all die if it did not immediately go back to Earth. He hadn't pushed the button because he was scared of not having any more hot dogs. He'd pushed the button to save their lives. They strapped Booger in and before they knew it, the spaceship was going through the Earth's atmosphere. After shaking a lot, a parachute deployed and it floated down to land in the ocean. As it landed, a warning siren was blaring. Oxygen levels almost gone. Add oxygen in 10 seconds, nine seconds, eight seconds. Jet quickly undid all his straps and got to the door of the capsule and popped it open. Oxygen flushed, rushed into the capsule. Booger, Donna and Chet took deep, deep breaths. They looked out. They were floating in the ocean. Donna and Chet went up to Booger and hugged, hugged him. You saved my life, Booger. I doubted you and I'm sorry. You are one of the nation's best astronauts, said Donna. Soon a helicopter came, dropped down a line, and the astronauts attached a carabiner to the end of their space chute. First Donna, then Chet, and finally Booger were pulled up one by one into the helicopter, where the director of the space agency, Elizabeth Stinkwell, was sitting there. She was irate when Chet first came up. But Chet explained the brilliance of Booger, and Donna reiterated how incredible Booger had been and he'd saved all of their lives. So when Booger came up, the director, Elizabeth Stinkwell, could not contain her joy and thanks. Oh, Mr. McFarland, we are forever indebted to you to save the lives of your co-astronauts. You are a tremendous wonderful astronaut. Booger didn't really understood, understand what was going on. And his response was as simple. Have you got any hot dogs? Everyone started laughing at that point. And the chopper returned to land. When they landed, there was a huge buffet set out for the astronauts with steak and shrimp and lobster delicious desserts, tasty drinks, and lots of other interesting things to eat. All Booger could say was, have you got any hot dogs? The rest of the room erupted in laughter. And after that point, everyone gave the example of Booger McFarland when someone was being modest for they still didn't realize that Booger had actually pressed the return to Earth button simply because he couldn't bear to go 77 days without hot dogs. As a thank you, the president of the nation bestowed the highest honor, the Golden Star. A special medal he put around Booger's neck for saving the spaceship and the lives of two other astronauts and for being the best astronaut 
in the history of the nation. Booger was on TV and soon was asked for autographs and pictures wherever he went. But the truth is, all he wanted to do was to get home, which he did three days later, where he was lucky enough to find a whole case of hot dogs in his fridge. And his best friend, Keith, well, howdy, said Keith. You're one heck of an astronaut. Welcome home, Booger. I got you a bunch of wieners. Booger smiled, turned on the microwave, and cooked up 27 hot dogs. He ate those in about 2.7 seconds. He was the happiest he'd ever been, for he was finally back home. He looked at Keith and said, Keith? I don't ever want to get any job involved with coconuts, peanuts, or astronauts. It's just too dangerous. Keith looked at him and said, Booger, what's an astronaut? Booger looked at Keith. I don't know. He said, what's a coconut? Booger looked at Keith and said, Keith, come on. You know what a coconut is. And those two spent the rest of the night trying to figure out what was a coconut. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and give us a rating. This podcast and all the ideas and characters are copyrighted by myself, Richard. Bye-bye.